Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S, your liberty-loving Latino amigo. We are right here 17 blocks away from Madison Square Garden in New York City. And critical race theories running amok. We've got immigration all over the place. Cardi B, Candace Owens, the culture war is on and popping. All of that and more. This is America starts right now. But first, beef between Cardi B and Candace Owens. Now, to preface all of that stuff, I'm going to say that Cardi B, the rapper, and uh, Candace Owens, the conservative activist, have had these spats before, and we've covered them uh, both on this program and on the This Is America podcast. But this one got really kind of heated. At the end, they were both talking, you know, threatening legal action at one another. And let me give you a little sample of what I uh, you know, skimmed through. And even CNN is, is uh, reporting on this, saying that, Cardi B famously raps that Cardi don't need no more press. <laughs> but if that's the case, she may want to chill on Twitter. The Grammy winner got into it on Twitter Tuesday with conservative pundit Candace Owens. And it all stems from Owens' appearance Monday on Tucker Carlson's Fox show, where he, she criticized Cardi B and Megan The Stallion for their racy performance doing her hit single, WAP, which stands for wet ass P-word. I probably shouldn't have said all of that, <laughs> but uh, that's what it stands for at Sunday night's Grammy Awards. Now, if you know what WAP stands for, <laughs> I just let the cat out of the bag. You wouldn't be shocked by the stripper pole, the provocative costumes, the stage sized bed and the two rappers getting close on this giant bed during the performance, doing a dance that mimicked the um, mechanism of a scissor. It was just really, uh, I think, a little bit over the top. And listen, I can stomach a lot of this stuff, but a little bit too much. Owens viewed it as an attack on American values and American traditions and accused the artists of actively trying to make children aspire to things that are grotesque. I can agree with that. Now, they may not be actively doing it. I think there may be some gross uh, ignorance. I do believe, for example, there are plenty of porn stars out there that probably say, oh, in doing what I do, I, I never go to work thinking that I'm inspiring the next generation of children to, to do what I'm doing because I work in adult entertainment. And I do believe that Cardi B minus the triple um, X rating is in most situations rather X rated adult entertainment, even if it's music. But Owens viewed it that way. And uh, she goes on to say, quote, we're celebrating perversity in America. I want you to hear uh, this clip that we have of Candace from the Tucker Carlson Show. Check this out. 
any words about it. They call this great. They say this is fabulous. That this is this is the stuff that children should be aspiring towards. So at the same time, Tucker, that we have kids that are not learning hard academics anymore in school, right? Forget about mathematics and science. You can trust the science and trust Dr. Fauci. But you have these kids learning about critical race theory. You know, they're learning that they should aspire to people like Cardi B. That you you see that fundamentally we are seeing the destruction of American values, American principles, and it's terrifying. I think parents should be terrified that this is the direction that our society is heading towards. And again, we are weakening America. That's that's really what we should be talking about. This is a weakening of American society. We are setting the stage and it feels like we are looking at corrosion, like we are about to see the end of an empire. America cannot survive. It cannot be sustained under these sorts of values and principles. I agree with Candace, not just specifically to Candy B, but in the macro sense, so much of what we have uh, in our culture today, in music and entertainment, in the way that teenagers and young people are comporting themselves and conducting themselves online and offline mimics some of the worst things we have in our culture today. And a lot of the young people don't even realize that they're involved in this because this is normal for them. The needle has moved. Now, a while back, Cardi B explained why she wrote this song, W-A-P, which stands for wet A-double-S-P-U blank blank Y. And in and of itself, it could be considered coarse humor, adult humor, adult entertainment. And I am a fan of some of her work. I do. It comes on the radio. Sometimes I put it up. But then there's times I feel guilty afterwards because I'm like, I wouldn't want my kids to hear that. And I've told my kids, please don't listen to this lady. She's not for you. But and maybe that's hypocritical of me, perhaps. As a fan of hip-hop music, I know there's people that tell me, how could you be a fan of hip-hop music? It's destroying our society and our culture. I don't know if it's the music in and of itself, because you know what? Hip-hop music is what caused me to be the person I am today. In many ways, Chuck D, Public Enemy, these guys were talking about speaking truth to power. And even though I didn't agree with their political message, I believed in the message of of going uh, counter-current and saying, you know what? I don't agree with that. I don't care if everybody in this room agrees with this. I'm going to talk about what I believe in. And I believe that it was their gumption that in many ways inspired that. But I want you to hear Cardi B explaining the antithesis of the WAP, a dry A-double-S-P word. Check this out. I lie, you the dab dry ass because your pH balance is off. And you want to know why? It's not because you're born with it. It's because y'all keep these dirty ass You got to tell, babe, yo, your more like mustard, my You want to throw my pH balance off. Y'all these little dirty ass be sick and shit. Y'all need to brush your teeth before you eating barbecue ribs the whole day, bacon, egg, and cheese. Then you right after he directly put it inside your Now you got bacon, egg, and cheese grease inside your You know what I'm saying? Now, if you think that was grotesque, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. Look, it's the radio. <laughs> I'm playing this so you can understand who Cardi is and where. This is one of her commentaries. From her Instagram page, which is followed by millions of people. Millions of people tune in to listen to this stuff. So that's who she is. That's what she represents. And people like it. She doesn't claim to be one thing and then act like another. She's as real as it comes. She's very genuine and she's not guarded. And people like that. Candace Owens is the same way. And people like that. And I think that is the um, the crux of where we are today. 
And this whole thing started with Cardi B sharing a video on her Twitter account writing, Yay! We made Fox News, guys. Wap, wap, wap. Quote, matter of fact, I'm just going to thank Candy, Candace Owens. She put my performance on Fox News, giving it more views that boosted the views on my YouTube and is counting towards my streams and sales. The rapper tweeted. Winky face emoji with the tongue sticking out. (laughs) Stream up and wap. Remember, grown parents only. Grown parents only, you can monitor what your kids watch. No one else. But things quickly devolved as Owens and Cardi B traded tweets that covered everything from race and gender to politics to each other's spouses. Most of what's said is not suitable for family consumption, but let's just say there were some nudes involved and it ended with both women threatening legal action against each other. Now, I want to read you some of the tweets as best I can, because this was an interesting debate, not because of what they talked about and who they are, but because of what each of them represents. And I have to say, Candace Owens represents the idea, and I'll try and see if I can get it in her own words right here, that America should hold on to to their, I'm going to say conservative values, I think for the most part, we, we don't walk around the streets using that type of language, but if you're a fan of Cardi B, you probably do walk around the street using that kind of language. So I guess the question becomes, has, and I guess this is probably going to get me in trouble because I'm having a, an issue with finding the right word, but I would say that is indicative of living in a ghetto. When you live in a ghetto, when you live in the hood, and this has nothing to do with race. You could live in uh, in the hood if, you know, in West Virginia in a trailer with 10 people in it. Or you could do it in the Bronx. My point is when you live in poverty and there's low levels of educational attainment throughout your community and throughout multi-generations, I think these are the problems that arise. You get stuck on culture whatever your culture is. So West Virginia is epidemic for obesity, epidemic for um, opiate abuse. Opioids are killing people like crazy in West Virginia, more so than in a lot of other places. So when you look at that, it makes you think, okay, so if they're doing crazy things over there, it's because that's what's permeating the culture. If Cardi B is saying these things, uh, it's because she's, you know, art imitating life, right? She came up as as a stripper, as somebody that was trying to make it in the hip-hop game. She is living the American dream, in my opinion. She is a capitalist. Whenever the government takes more of her money than she'd like, she complains, and rightfully so. And that's why I say I can't hate Cardi B, because I think she's on her conservative journey. I think her 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 family is young. She chose to get married. She could have said it's just a piece of paper. Who needs that? She could have been like AOC and said, I, I don't need who's going to have kids. The, wor- the world's going to end in 10 years, nine years, 12 years. Ah, she didn't say that either. She got married and she has a kid. So God bless her. She's making $10 million a year. Good for her. Now, do I agree with her 
her position on issues when it comes to Bernie Sanders and other things? No. But I also think give her a little bit more time. And as, you know, she grows through trial and error and as a professional, she continues to grow and um, and as a parent and as a – she's a young person. I think she's going to be like so many others, Ice Cube, um, who's not the least of which, who ultimately say, you know what? Money changes this game. Ice Cube, as you know, had signed on as a supporter of President Trump's platinum plan to see more uh, people of color making more money in America. Because he felt that money equalized the playing field. And he's right. If you want to have a political message, money will get you that message. Money gets you a lot of things in this life. But they have messages that transcend money. You know, this message of critical race theory that Candace Owens mentioned. This is part of the issue. And when you talk about WAP, W-A-P, which is Cardi's song about women's sexual arousal, and it's become this big talking point for conservative media figures who say it's inappropriate. And the constant uh, criticism is saying if it's okay for Cardi B to talk about a wet A-double-S-P-U blank blank Y, why is it that we can't have Dr. Seuss? And again, it's oversimplified, but well taken. I get the point. I agree. So these are the things that I think that we need to talk about. That's the conversation we have. That's how you attack the culture. That's how you separate people like Sung Tzu, divide and conquer, like Mao, like Stalin, like Lenin, like Biden. Now, listen, I don't want you to go anywhere because I've got so much more that I want to talk to you about. This critical race theory is insane. One professor says we have to undo the U.S. internally. Keep it locked right there. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. The 45th president, Donald Trump, thinks it's an honor to speak with Rich Valdez. Oh, very good. Mr. Call Screener. Yeah. It's an honor. Thanks, Rich. The honor is all yours. Conservative talk with a dash of sofrito. Now, here's Rich Valdez. Bienvenido, America. Welcome back. I am Rich Valdez at Rich Valdez with an S. Thank you for checking in with This Is America. Make sure you hit subscribe on your podcast app so that you never miss an episode. And of course, please follow us at Rich Valdez with an S at Rich Valdez on all the social media. Check out the Rumble channel, Rich Valdez, so you can um, subscribe there as well and get any video content that we put out as we're adding more of that to the mix. But we're talking about what's going on in the culture today and all of the top headlines. And we uh, last spoke about the Grammys and this time Cardi B and Candace Owens, man, they're just really uh, trading blows. It's really getting out of hand, but it's to me, really emblematic of what's happening in the culture today. After Candace Owens appeared on Tucker Carlson and made her comments, and she made some really good ones about critical race theory and other things, Cardi B responded to the claim saying, wow, imagine if WAP, W-A-P, caused the downfall of the American empire and not North Korea bomb threats, terrorism, racism, or bad government all caps, that would be so iconic. I understand the um, the cynicism in her tweet, and I also understand it's, it's real. And when she says that, you know, she's likening the threat of uh, a nuclear North Korea, terrorism, racism, and bad government. You tell me whose side she's on. She's way more in agreement with us. Those aren't the issues that the left talks about. 
The left doesn't care about that stuff, right? If you ask Joe Biden and his friends on the left, what do they say? Oh, well, China's our best friend. They're competitors. We're just competitors, right? That's what Joe Biden says. She's talking about racism as a problem. And that's that critical race theory, I think, that is driving so many people to think. Now, again, look, I'm trying to be fair here. I don't want to just write it off and dismiss it out of hand to say that critical race theory is pseudoscience. I don't want to just say critical race theory is Marxist propaganda disguised as intellectual research in the area of race and humanity, if you will. I don't want to, but I'm really tempted to because I'm leaning in that direction. So we're going to break some of that down and you'll make that choice on your own. But as these two, Cardi B and Candace Owens, traded jabs, they um, they got into a lot of things that I think were really, really interesting points. They made fun of each other's husbands and whatnot. And I shouldn't say made fun of. One attacked one, the other one responded in kind. And then ultimately Cardi B shares a doctored screenshot that looks like it's showing Owens tweeting out that her husband did this and did that and just, you know, horrible things. Anyway, Cardi denied creating the fake image but doubled down on its authenticity with the fake news that she put out there. And all I'm going to say is the big takeaway here is that we have a chasm in American culture. And it's not bad, in my opinion, to have this chasm when everybody's saying, but we're a deeply polarized nation. We're deeply divided. I honestly don't care that we're deeply divided. I don't think that's a bad thing. You got some people that believe this and you got some that believe that. So before we were deeply divided, what did that mean? The people that believe this and the people that believe that were separated a little bit further by people in the middle that didn't give a damn. Now there's more people in the middle that give a damn. So instead of a third, a third, and a third, that middle third that was separating the two polarized factions, if you will, from caring, well, now they're there. They're meeting closer and closer to the middle. Now, some say once those two polar opposites meet, it's going to be explosive. Perhaps. I don't think so. I think we're seeing that right now. We're seeing it play out in the culture. Some are creating music that says make America great again is a good thing. Some create music that say you should have a wet vagina. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. This is this is the, the issue that we're facing right now. And I'm trying to say that with the straightest face possible. My producer's laughing at me. But she, she said it first, not me. Now listen. When asked about critical race theory, somebody that I think has got uh, a huge shot at helping America go in the right direction is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. And he, I think, is... Lauded by many because he's honest. He just keeps it real. When they say, well, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? He kind of dissects their 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 responses. and He doesn't answer like a politician. 
He answers like, like an honest person. And he just calls them out for their BS half the time. And I love it. I want you to check this out. Florida Civics Curriculum will incorporate foundational concepts with the best materials. And it will expressly exclude unsanctioned narratives like critical race theory and other unsubstantiated theories. Let me be clear, there's no room uh, in our classrooms for things like critical race theory. Teaching kids to hate their country and to hate each other is not worth one red cent of taxpayer money. So we will invest in actual, solid, true curriculum, and we will be a leader in the development and and implementation of a world-class civics education. Governor DeSantis is 100% right. I'm looking at a piece now. I want to read you something. And honestly, it's long, and I say that because I have to read it, not you. But I want you to hear it, because this, to me, is so well put. It describes things to a T. And we've got some audio to go with it. And I'm going to give you my opinion throughout, but I think it's so uh, jaw-dropping. Maybe I'm being hyperbolic. You let me know. This is happening not only in Florida, but it's happening in California. States across America are creating these ethnic studies curriculums that embrace critical race theory. And in effect, it's what Governor DeSantis just said. It's teaching children how to hate their country and every aspect of our history. This is a piece by John Murawski in uh, AmericanGreatness.com. Watch this opening sentence. I think he nails it. California has struggled for five years to create a politically palatable, quote-unquote, ethnic studies curriculum that would teach high schoolers how systemic racism, predatory capitalism, heteropatriarchy, and other structures of oppression are foundational to American society. Period. What a loaded statement. Imagine having to read through that and not stop to fight. I think, shoot, I was ready to fight at ethnic studies, but it went on. Predatory capitalism, systemic racism, heteropatriarchy. Structures of oppression are foundational to American society. And again, this is not the um, the position that Mr. Murawski takes in the piece. He's describing that is what the most radical on the left, I'm going to call them the godless left, this is what they believe. And as we've talked about in the past, those that embrace liberation theology, those that believe that Jesus, in effect, was a Marxist, then if you're a member of the church, you must support Marxism. These are the people that are encroaching further and further into our culture, becoming, little by little, the mainstream. Marxism is becoming the new normal. If that doesn't alarm you, it probably should. If that doesn't alarm you, then you're probably not paying attention. 
Now, after more than 82,000 public comments and four major rewrites, the State Board of Education is expected to approve the latest version this week, clearing the way for lawmakers to make a semester-long course in the material that is a graduation requirement for all of California's 1.7 million high school students. The latest curriculum is scaled back, however. It still shares similarities with an earlier rejected draft that a top state official said failed to comply with the state's law. And the Los Angeles Times editorial board characterized as a jumble of, quote, politically correct pronouncements. Now, imagine that. Imagine the L.A. Times, the inventor of the word Latino, as a pejorative, by the way, at that time. The Los Angeles Times editorial board says that this is a jumble of politically correct pronouncements. If the lefties at the Los Angeles Times think this is political correctness run amok, just imagine what it really is. Now, when all is said and done, the material emphasizing whites' subjugation of non-whites is not a conventional textbook subject, but an ideology with an activist political agenda. Revisions may never satisfy parents and teachers who believe public schools shouldn't be in the business of teaching kids how to develop a quote-unquote social consciousness. Of course they shouldn't. You're there to learn how to read, write, and basic um, elements of, of education so that you can move on to learn how to think critically in college. And they also don't believe that it's appropriate to use class time to pinpoint a student's intersectional identity to determine where they fit on a hierarchy, uh, hierarchy of power. At the same time, ethnic studies advocates are furious that their efforts at promoting social justice and centering voices of color are being diluted by, as they put it, power structures such as whiteness, Zionism, and assimilationism. Passage of the landmark curriculum at the board's scheduled meeting on March 18th should mark a hard-fought victory for the half-century-old ethnic studies movement and help advocates promote their movement across the country. But this won't end the conflict in California, where the issue is going to be forced to the local level to be decided, uh, to be decided by local school boards or individual classrooms. And this goes on. I don't want to read you everything, but I want to give you a, a taste of some of the things that they talk about. And the reason is the state's guidelines grant teachers wide flexibility in how they teach the subject. Ethnic studies activists, including those who wrote the first draft that got rejected of this same curriculum, and they say high school teachers will have an escape clause to teach a watered-down version that the activists deride as foods, heroes, and holidays. And All Lives Matter are the titles of these. These advocates insist on hewing to a heroic narrative about how people of color have suffered from and fought against European capitalism, colonialism, and imperialism. This sounds like any live stream that AOC has ever done. These are the things she talks about. This is what she learned when she was in school. Now, practitioners have form their own organization, the Liberated, Liberated, I can barely read this stuff. That's how dangerous this is to the psyche. Anyway, it was produced to be an end to Eurocentrism in education. 
Now, that's a, a mouthful to read, and it's a great piece, and I'll share it on social media. I really recommend you take a look at it. One of the main things that comes out of this piece is a quote that I saw here from one of the professors. And there's several professors that I think really need to be uh, paid close attention to. Number one, inside the United States, Native people have been actively fighting a long war to dismantle the United States. And that's uh, Professor Ruiz, who teaches in the Department of Chicano and Chicana Studies at the University of California, Northridge. He goes on. So then we can actually think about what happens if we honor Native people's acknowledgments and begin to tear apart the United States internally. Can you misconstrue that? This is Ruiz. And he's listed as one of the leaders of the liberated group, at least until February he was. He goes on. What if we decide to call this place the United States no longer? They want to preach this as a way of life. And this is the last part I'm going to read to you. The Liberated Ethnic Studies Group includes many of the original authors of the 2019 Ethnic Studies Model Curriculum. According to these leaders, among them, Teresa Montaño, another professor of Chicano and Chicana Studies at Cal State Northridge, we have packages and experts that can help you with all your ethnic studies professional learning needs. But wait, there's more. They go on to say that we know that when districts begin to implement their ethnic studies programs, they're not going to go to the state of California and say, excuse me, state of California, can you come to L.A. and help me implement my ethnic studies program? Montaño said last August, no, they're going to come to us. And so we're continuing the work that we need to do to develop ethnic studies while simultaneously holding on to some critical hope that we can still influence what the state of California does. They're very clear in their mission. I mean, th this is blowing me away, personally. In repeated expressions of frustration, the advocates attribute the state's political compromises to a common enemy, quote-unquote, whiteness. This is racism, as I understand it. What they call the oppressive force that their movement and its precursors have been seeking to disempower for 500 years. All of these attacks against the ESMC, Ethnic Studies Model Curriculum, came from the realms of whiteness and authoritarian white-splaining. And that's according to a statement by Los Angeles Public School Intervention Counselor Guadalupe Carrasco Cardona. And she said that during a presentation not too long ago. She also went on to a podcast and had some things to say. I want you to listen to this. After a quiet period of not hearing anything, the curriculum was open for public comment. And it was like we're already getting towards the end of public comment, like maybe like two weeks left when finally we started getting phone calls. Like I literally had on my my cell phone messages from um, like Breitbart, from the Wall Street Journal, from from the, uh, the Los Angeles Times, various reporters that were wanting to interview me about specifically that that Arab studies. And so as a group, the original advisors, we all said that we were going to stand in solidarity that, that that section belongs there because our guiding principles are very clear. The history of ethnic studies is very clear that that, that, um, that ethnic group belongs in there. And so it has gone through several iterations of lessons being pulled out, names being pulled out, words being pulled out, guiding principles being altered. Now, she goes on. Here's another quote from her. Fascinating to me. 
well-funded attempts at whitewashing the ethnic studies model curriculum ranged from right-wing white nationalists at Breitbart to Wall Street Journal white capitalists who deny the climate crisis to white moderates who superficially say they may support ethnic studies, but only if it's done in the way they, as gatekeeping white moderates, say that it needs to be done. I mean, this is clearly an anti-white bias, if I've ever heard of one, and it seems to be accepted, almost promoted. It's like, if you don't have an anti-white bias, we've got a problem here. Now, listen, I understand that there may be some racist white people. I know for a fact that there are racist people from other races and other cultures. I've seen that stuff my whole life. I mean, as a Hispanic, I can tell you, I've met other Hispanics that are extremely racist with amongst Hispanics. It's a big part of the culture, especially in Hispanic countries that have large populations of darker citizens. For example, like Cuba. Cuba, I've met so many Cubans that would make the differentiation. And I'm not saying they're all like that. I'm just saying it's a thing. It's prevalent. Panama, same way. That would say, oh, no, no, but I'm not a black one. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a white one. I've got good hair. <laughs> so these, these ideas are not unique to the United States. So do not move a muscle. Do not change the dial. Do not do anything. And make sure you subscribe. I am Rich Valdez. This is America. Straight ahead. This is America. So we're talking about a chasm in our culture. Welcome back, everybody. I am Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S. And the chasm in the culture is probably the biggest deal, I think, that we have to deal with. And we're about to dig right in. Now, the model curriculum that Cardona Montaño and Tigganso uh, Cubales and others wrote in 2019 had a tripwire with references to Palestinian resistance to the state of Israel. This is an example of ethnic studies in action. The removal of these references from the state's revised curriculum and the addition of lessons about anti-Semitism is seen by the advocates as emblematic of the way white power structures erase the histories of those they oppress. Now, I find this fascinating because Jews are oppressed by white supremacists. And anti-Semitism would be something I would think if there were Jews amongst the panel that they may support. That's how crazy this is. But Miss Cardona, and I'm going to have to come up with a name for her, and we're going to have to invite her on the show and see if she wants to kind of talk this out a little bit. But Cardona says one of the founding members of their group told her by phone that she expects an anti-Israel boycott, divestment, and sanction lesson to be included. So now they want to teach students in college how to lead BDS, the boycott, divestment and sanction movement against Israel and this friendliness with Palestine. And I'm not saying we should have animosity with Palestine. I'm saying that a while back, and I might have mentioned this on the show, a buddy of mine once tells me in a tirade, you know, oh, because you don't like Trump because he's mean with the people. You like Trump, but he, you don't realize he's bad with the people at the border. He's this, he's that. Uh, people like you are just happy to kill people at Palestine. A Dominican guy. And I was like, not that we shouldn't care about what happens internationally. We should and We should always care about oppression and war crimes, and anything like that. But why is it important to you right now to bring up Palestine in a conversation with me when we were talking about taxes? And I realized that he bought into this movement, and that's part of how they teach it. So final quote from her. She says that rejecting the state's assimilationist bent suggests that ethnic studies has a totally different focus than the current equity push to get people of color into middle management. Now listen to this. This is the best part. They just want little youth 
to just want this little piece of the American pie. Because that's what they think social justice is. To put down black, brown, indigenous bodies in college, to put them into these corporate positions and have them do the same old thing this country's always done. And she said that on the podcast that we just played. And we're saying, no, there's something wrong with this system. We want black, brown, and indigenous bodies in universities to learn about it and to transform and end all of this oppression, not to continue the roles of the oppressor. Let me tell you, shots have been fired. Those are the words of a revolutionary. Those are the words that you use to start a revolution. When you say that you want to end the United States, when you say that we have to stop oppression and whiteness because whiteness is the enemy, listen, I'm not white. But I can tell you, you want to start a war against the white people? This sounds like the makings of a civil war, and it's being started by the left. You tell me how we're going to stop them. And I'm not talking about violence. I'm talking about taking back this discourse, taking back what's actually ours here in America. Anyway, I always leave you with this. The words of Lord Acton, the words of Sir Edmund Burke. The only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for people like you, good people like you, to do nothing. And from Hamilton, if you stand for nothing, you will fall for anything all day, every day. You got to stand for something. You can't take that position that says, hey, look, I don't care what you do as long as it doesn't. No, everything affects you. That's what being part of a society means. So stand up for something. Take a position and stick with it. Hasta la próxima, America. Until next time, I'm Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com.